0: two of the let's talk wrestling podcast as always i am your host kelby bachman and the song you just heard is roses by outcast and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show jessica knapp jess is a life coach who currently resides in albuquerque new mexico look life is hard and challenging and at times we struggle through it all this is especially true for a student athlete so get ready to be motivated and find some mental toughness If you or someone you know might be interested in taking a step further, feel free to reach out to Jess. Her Instagram and website are linked in the show notes. A reminder to everyone, it's okay to ask for help. So with that being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy Jessica Nap. Well, at the end of this, end of this, I'm going to know what to do with my life.
1: And everyone listening.
0: (laughs) Who's going know what to do in life? <laughs> That's the whole point of this.
1: I mean, spoiler alert, none of us know what we're doing with our lives. It's all just a series of kind of figuring it out as we go.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you
1: think that, you like, if you're looking at somebody on the internet and you think that they know what they're doing, it's illusion. Don't believe it.
0: <laughs> I can't tell you how true that is. Like, you know, you see there, it's like they almost have two lives. Mm -hmm. I don't like to have their social or their Facebook life or whatever, their social media life. And then like they have their real life and they're like completely different, almost opposite. Sad to say.
1: Some people. Yeah. I mean, we have kind of built this world where we want to only show the high highlight reels and show all the vacations and the good times and stuff, but that's not reality at all. We're all struggling in our own ways and we all have our own challenges and, um, you know, mundane moments and that's not shown.
0: Yeah. And sometimes mundane moments, it's not even moments, it's like mundane periods of time.
1: Yeah. And that's that's actually a beautiful place to be. It's not something really? that should be. Oh, yeah, I think so. I find so much beauty in just the regular. But I think that's mm. because when you realize that all of that stuff is fake, then you start to look at what's real and what's real is, you know, the, the moments that you have with your pets or your family yeah. and, you know, your routines and um, those sorts of things.
0: Yeah. I also find that like, that's a good point. When I <clears throat> went through or have gone through not mundane times, like, you know, where there's a little chaotic, you know, yeah. then when you get to mundane times, you're like, "Oh, this is actually kind of nice. Like, I'm not doing things I shouldn't be doing, or having moments that I should be having, or you know, it's not chaos."
1: Yeah, yeah. Rest. It's <sighs> it's good. <dead>. It's because <laughs> more craziness will come, <laughs> especially if you start that. like asking for it and like wanting some sort of shake up in your world. Ooh, you don't know what's gonna come.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. What,
1: embrace the good. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Embrace the good and embrace the chill. Embrace the mm-hmm. chill, like, yeah,
1: the calm. <laughs> the
0: calm. Well, how do you how do you recommend people like getting started at embracing the calm? Because it's hard. It's hard to just be like I'm content and that's okay.
1: Hmm. I mean, that's it's so layered. I think. I think one way is to definitely. Maybe disconnect from social media or maybe take a break from it in some capacity, because if you are um, comparing your life to other people's, it's really easy to look at yours as like something, you know, worth escaping, but it's not. Um, But then it, you know, it really comes down to just getting to know yourself and knowing what you're working towards and what's important to you and who you are. And I don't think a lot of people um, do that. And I don't think our society is also set up for us to do that. We're kind of more of like, let's hustle until we die (laughs) sort of mentality. hmm.
0: Yeah, good point. How do you, can you explain more about like why society isn't set up to make more time for ourselves. So it's interesting because um, it's true. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, United States, especially, I, I think other countries have it figured out better than us, but here, you know, it's all about making money and living the American dream and um, making something of yourself, like becoming famous or just becoming known in some way in your field. And not that that's wrong or anything, but we tend to have a, a work-life balance that is heavily <laughs> in the work. Yes. Not so Much in yeah. the life.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm also curious, you know, you kind of said taking a break from social media. Do you like think about screen time or do you research screen time and like what an appropriate screen time for an average week is, or, you know, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, no, I haven't really given it a whole lot of thought. I mean, I know I feel better when I have less of it in my life. And I'm not sure exactly where everybody else is with it. But I definitely think it should probably be less than what it is. Mm -hmm. Everybody would benefit from less than what they're presently consuming. How Cause if you're not you... like on the internet in some way you're watching TV or you're, you know, um, listening to podcasts and stuff, which aren't bad, but we tend to spend a lot of time, not with our, with ourselves. Like we spend it stimulated in some way.
0: Mm, yeah. And that's, that's tough for me to not do that. Cause like, I need stimulation something, you know, like I sleep with the TV on because I need just my brain just goes haywire, man. If I'm not, watching something or something stimulating my brain so that's tough
1: well it could be you know that you're trying to escape something or Mm -hmm. like something is in your life that needs your attention but you're ignoring that for now by using that stimulation um Mm -hmm. We do it in all sorts of ways. We can do that with working. We can do that with gambling or sports or um drinking. You know, we have a tendency to avoid the things that are uncomfortable that we need to examine, you know, but (laughs) we're wired for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How do you get what's like the first step? Cause that's um you know, they always say like the first step is always the toughest. So like, you know, hold on rewind what (laughs) i guess we should introduce what a life coach is so you're a life coach and like what exactly does that mean
1: well i mean I think to put it simply, I think a life coach is just somebody that's going to help you either professionally or personally on your goals. Um, It can be very helpful to have somebody in your corner that's encouraging you and um, helping you through times of stagnation or, you know, times where you're transitioning or you're at a crossroads of some sort. And having somebody with a a perspective that's um, more neutral is really beneficial because we can go to our friends, our family, and they're often speaking from a place of their own lens, you know, their own perspective um, and maybe offering guidance that's more, you know, maybe like they they wish that they would have done or you know they see it in a different way that um, maybe isn't really all that helpful. So a life coach mm-hmm. is somebody that can help you see these spots in your life where you want improve to improve um, without, their own perspective that's in, <laughs> their in lens.
0: A way, yeah in, in a way is it similar to a therapist i don't want to yes, say no. they're the same thing okay
1: yeah no therapy um really great stuff i'm definitely yep. a pro therapist yes um, therapy is probably going to help you more with like the past and your traumas and kind of working up your wounds and things that are really holding you back um in that way, mm-hmm. life coaches are more of like working on the present and then the future, like a lot more action oriented, like here's what we're going to do. Um, And I'm here to support you to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you have like a a process of how it works working on the present to the future? Or do you start with the future and work to the present? I mean, does it fluctuate depending on the person, I guess?
1: Yeah, I mean, everything's definitely a little bit different from person to person, but for the most part, they're coming to me with some sort of problem, some sort of goal that they're working towards. Um, and then I'm just helping them find the blind spots and the mm-hmm. the areas where we could work on um, improving. Um, we oftentimes are swinging in a completely full-on different direction when we try to go at this on our own um but then with a life coach i can kind of slow it down a little bit get us in a pace that's actually going to be more productive um because Mm -hmm. we do have a subconscious um big part of that is our ego and our ego Mm -hmm. definitely wants to keep us safe and wants to keep us in the familiar so if we do too much too fast um that's where we can see ourselves kind of just cycling in these um these patterns of starting and stopping.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you just talked about blind spots. What are, you know, in your experience, something that you deal with most blind spots or that seems to be a pattern of like a lot of people seem to have the same blind spot. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I work with people mostly in the beginning when it comes to like their health and their wellness. Mm -hmm. And so I think A big part of what I'm doing is also just getting rid of this outdated information that we've consumed and internalized about what we need to do in order to get healthy. And so I think a big part of it is just, you know, starting with a clean, fresh slate so that people can feel encouraged and empowered on these. Like you don't have to have everything perfect to achieve fitness and wellness goals. Mm -hmm.
2: Um,
1: But then I think the second one is just helping them understand this part of our brain that wants to protect us. um, Because when we see ourselves fail at something, And I did that in air quotations. (laughs) It's because uh, when we see ourselves fail, we maybe have this like story of like that we're we're terrible and we suck and we're lazy and we're never going to be anything important or we're never going to achieve our goals. And so it's just helping people understand that part of ourselves so that we can kind of become friends with it and maybe not let it run our lives, kind of let it be a little bit more in the back burner Mm -hmm. um, so that we can take control and be in the, the driver's seat.
0: You want us to become friends with the part of our brain that tells us we suck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, that part is there to keep us safe. It's there to um, keep us doing familiar things, even if they are harmful. And it will tell us stories like that. And it can be really hurtful and harmful. And so it is requiring a relationship with it so that we can turn that to be a little bit more compassionate and have mm-hmm. a little bit more grace with ourselves, and have a more positive internal dialogue.
0: Hmm. Have you seen the movie Inside Out?
1: I love that movie. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay, laughs> no, so I love how how it's um, depicted, like that, how our brain works. It's so brilliant.
0: This sounds exactly like that. Yeah, where they're telling who also is the voice of Phyllis Vance. I mean, you know. I
1: know she's so good at that. She is yes. great sadness. Yes,
0: yeah, and they don't want sadness <laughs> to touch anything. Mm-hmm. And and then they just kind of at the end, spoiler alert, Young kind of embrace the sadness and. It, mm-hmm.
2: you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's okay to be sad.
0: Yeah. So all everything you were saying was just that. I was like,
2: huh. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> and also, also the other emotions like mad. You know, who's always just like fired at everything. You mm-hmm. know.
1: Yeah, anger has its place. I mean, all of them do. They have a, a, a function and we can have better relationships with them in order to see ourselves move forward in a direction that we want.
0: Yeah, how do you sort of like, so you said, you know, you want to start with a clean slate, but how do you start from a clean slate when you've been doing something a certain way for so long? Like it almost seems natural to do it one way. And now you're telling us to kind of, stop and let's start and do something different. That's got to be tough and take a lot of time and practice.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's why um, it does take longer than we want the whole process. And it definitely absolutely helps to have guidance and accountability and to trust the process. um, Because so often we're going to see the scale jump up or we're going to see something um, external happen that we aren't that we're going to say is that we're moving in the wrong direction, but we actually are progressing forward. And so it is a lot of just trusting and, you know, communication between me and the client about where they're at. And um, I'm just like that positive, encouraging voice. And I help them kind of cultivate that within themselves. And eventually the experience of it, it starts to um, just give you validation that you are on the right path. Like, you'll see that, okay, I, the scale did jump up this week after, um, you know, a long weekend, but then two days later it went back down. So now I don't need to freak out. I don't need to completely reverse everything that we've just done and like not eat anything and go run on the treadmill. Like I'm fine. I just have to ride this out. And so it is a lot of that in the beginning.
2: That's
0: tough. That's tough writing it out or not seeing the results immediately. Um, because I'm one of those people, unfortunately, that wants to see the results now, like, you know, painting or whatever, that's not my forte, because it takes (laughs) way too long. And it's like a process. So how do you like, preach patience, when, you know, it's taking longer than we want?
1: Well, I think it's definitely important to just talk to and acknowledge the part of you that wants it now. Mm -hmm. Um, And usually usually this is like a deep fear or um, desire that we have. Like, you know, to lose weight, for example, maybe it's because you do want to be accepted. You want to feel like you belong or attract a partner or, you know, things like that that are deeply important to us. And that's kind of the, a bigger piece of why we want it in this, you know, moment. But um, the journey itself is actually where all the confidence comes and the self-esteem and mm-hmm. the the beauty. So learning to um, kind of embrace the the journey i guess is a
2: big
0: part of it <laughs> yeah and you know obviously we've talked in you know my it, this is a wrestling podcast but everything you just said can apply to athletes and wrestlers is just embracing the journey and not caring so much about the wins and losses per se or how you did today but focus on where you want to be and where you're going
1: mhm
0: so you know
1: yes I mean, I, I, that kind of makes me think of my approach of focusing on behaviors over outcomes. So I guess in the context of, you know, becoming the best wrestler, um, maybe you have to look at some of the skills that you need in order to become that best wrestler. And you're Mm -hmm. focusing on the behaviors that those are. So, you know, improving certain techniques or, um, getting up earlier to get some more conditioning work in, or, you know, eating, (laughs) to fuel your body so that you can like uh do better in practice or something. Yeah, yeah. So focusing on those things rather than the outcome. And then the outcome often tends to happen because of the behaviors that we're because it's something that we can control. We can't always control the outcome, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we can control our behaviors, which have a higher chance of actually achieving the outcome.
0: Yes. And exact and you know that goes for everybody, you know, whether it's you want a promotion or you're at school or whatever, like you can't really necessarily control the grade you get on a test, but you can control how you study for it and prepare. So mm-hmm. you know, all this is good stuff. Um how did you get into this? You know, because I know you went to UNI. Mm-hmm. And what'd you go what you go to UNI for?
1: Well, funnily enough, I did start off and <laughs> as an art major. Oh hi. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I wasn't trying to throw shade at painting. I just was throwing it <laughs>
1: <out the laughs> I was actually just like oh, I wonder if you knew that about me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but then I decided I saw an ad to, to teach group fitness classes and I was like, oh my gosh, like, well, that sounds perfect. I can get paid to work out. Um, and so I started doing that and realized like, I'm actually kind of good at this and I love helping people. Um, I just saw a lot more of a future with fitness Mm -hmm. and then, um, I don't know, number of years into it, like maybe eight, I just started to get a little bit frustrated i guess with clients and just feeling like there's this missing piece that i couldn't figure out like mm. you know i could show up and give the encouragement and um tell people what to do and everything but not everybody would achieve it and you know sometimes they would fall off completely and feel so discouraged and um it really motivated me to want to find out what that missing piece was and then i experienced my own sort of um inner work. Like I was pushed to do that myself. And mm-hmm. that was when I realized that this is what it is. We have our own, you know, inner dialogue and um, unconscious behaviors and these things that are driving us to behave in a certain way um, and believe these things about ourselves. And they often are what's holding us back from our health and our wellness goals too.
0: Hmm. So how did you get started um with knowing that maybe life coaching was the route that you wanted to go aside from being a because you still do fitness classes don't you or do you just work out on your own
1: no i do personal training yes i'm a personal training coach and then i do the mindset coaching as well yeah
0: do do you get a bundle like if i sign up with jessica do i get a bundle or jess sorry
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean And I don't know if people always realize it when they're signing up for a personal training with me that they're going to be getting mindset coaching with it. Oh, all right. (laughs) it just kind of happens naturally in a session, you know, like um, just today, one of my clients was kind of really frustrated that she um, wasn't making it to this class on time. And it's, you know, so we kind of worked backwards and figured out that she has a terrible nighttime routine. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of looking at that first and working on that so that eventually she can start getting up a little bit earlier, having a little bit more time in the morning so that she can get to this class because she was kind of, just all over the place with her sleeping schedule
0: mm-hmm. that's sorry go ahead you were gonna say something I,
1: don't, I, well, I was just like I don't remember what his original question was but <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no you just brought up a good point nighttime routine first off routine in general but mm-hmm. I don't think it gets talked about enough I have a terrible nighttime routine <laughs> you know I will be I will admit it um but it is it's so important to have a good nighttime routine. And you don't even realize it. Like I thought I read somewhere. There's the three, two, one, where you don't eat three hours before um, you don't drink anything two hours before you go to sleep and you don't be on your phone or no screen time an hour before or something like that. Yeah. So like, I don't know, there's all this out there, but um, yeah, nighttime routine's so important. It, it Like it tells your brain how to, yeah, it's time for sleep. And you know, it's time to go to bed.
1: I think routine in general, I think uh, we are so like human beings. We're, we're creatures of habit, as they say, you know, and um, having these set routines for ourselves really do help bring structure into our lives and then um, help us just navigate things easier. We know what we're doing
0: Yeah, <laughs> like um, a
1: little bit more.
0: <laughs> how do you suggest? So, you know, how do you suggest we start a new habit or a new routine? You know, what suggestions do you have? Cause Like I said earlier, that's always the toughest part I feel is getting... For me personally, it's always getting started. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you recommend someone starts a new habit or a routine?
1: Well, I think I have two suggestions. Um, The first one would be to you know, be looking at the behaviors over the outcome. So if it is something like waking up earlier, nice. um, <laughs> we got to look at some of the behaviors that we're doing that aren't working for us. And so, yeah, oh. that night time routine could be one of those areas to work on. Um, and then from there, I would say we got to be breaking those down into like digestible habits and skills that we need to develop. Um, cause so often we want to just go head first and 6am yeah. and, you know, hit it yeah. hard and yeah. maybe we can do it for like a day or two, but it's just too much too fast. So like, we really have to break it down to like somewhere between eight out of 10 confidence level. Like it stretches us just enough, but not too far that we feel overwhelmed by the task. Mm-hmm. Um, so it may like require like really breaking it down into like all right, we're setting an alarm for 15 minutes earlier than, you know, last week. And then mm-hmm. the next week we're going to go 30 minutes and just really um, incrementally stepping into it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Taking, you know, I, I agree, you know, a lot of people, myself included, just want to do it. Let's dive in. Like I might as well go balls out, you know, I'm, and yeah, a couple of days later, I'm like, this ain't, this isn't working.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: whatever I was doing before
1: and that's some that's like completely normal like that's definitely something that I try to promote too is like it's a very normal experience to want to go all in and do everything (laughs) hard but then have ourselves being like "Uh, yeah this isn't for me
0: (laughs) (laughs) how do you deal with clients like I know you talked a little earlier that someone was frustrated how do you deal with like clients that aren't getting the results that they wanted in the manner or in the time frame that they wanted Mm -hmm. you know um even if it's a reasonable goal how do you keep them motivated to continue working towards that ultimate goal that they feel like they're not quite getting to uh, you know as fast as they want because again that's another thing that can go into all aspects life Mm -hmm. athletics school job whatever
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a big part of it is just taking a survey of how actually how ready they are. Um, So often we are saying that we're ready for something, but then when it comes, you know, push to shove, we're really not. It's it's a lot. Um, So I do try to have conversations as much as possible and really find ways that are manageable. So it, it does feel doable and just you know, remind them and reassess them where they are. But I'm definitely like a very loving and uh, gentle, encouraging coach. So I'm never like really shoving people and poking people too much. Um, it's, It's a lot more of like, hey, so tell me about your week, Uh, you know, how did this go? And then they'll usually say like, oh, no, it didn't go that well. And we I ask a lot of open ended questions so that they pull it out themselves. And then they are remotivated themselves because we kind of come to a conclusion and realize some of the challenges or roadblocks that have gotten in the way that they maybe didn't realize until that moment.
0: Yeah, that's interesting you just say that because I do an assignment today. And that was one of the things about interviewing, just interviewing people in general, you know, when it's professional or not, that basically something about like, for me, if I'm interviewing you, don't give them the answer, kind of drag it out and have them say it themselves, you know, so they can realize it themselves. And so it's just kind of interesting you say that. How did you, how did you kind of learn all this? Like, did you go to school for this or, you know, where'd you get this knowledge?
1: Um, Well, yeah, I did get a certification INLP um, and that was done right after 2020. Like when the lockdown got lifted, Mm -hmm. I I realized during that time, like this is the direction that I want to go. And then I just... I'm always consuming. My Instagram feed is full of coaches and techniques, and my podcasts I listen to, books that I read. Like, I'm just always learning new ways. I mean, people are so complex, and there's multiple ways to achieve, you know, a goal for somebody and ways to communicate with somebody. So I feel like I'm just always trying to learn more with that.
0: How do you poke somebody when they need to be poked? You know, like some people need that little, push
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, So, how do you decide when is a good time to push them without having them get too overwhelmed and then take steps back because so I feel like that would be for me that would be a challenge
1: yeah I mean I, I again like try to help them come to their own their own realization of what's doable for themselves so yeah again it's a lot of just open-ended questions like you know what what's going on and why and how do you like Uh, Like what can we do here? I try to just make it feel very supportive and um, encouraging because it is hard. It's so hard to change something about ourselves or to do something that's really unfamiliar and really scary. I think my approach has just been just lots of love and maybe even a text message be like, hey, where are you at with this? Just, I think like people know what they want to do it just sometimes requires a little bit extra um, accountability and having somebody that's caring about you Mm -hmm. goes a long way they kind of come to their own on it like on their own with it
0: Hmm. yeah and that's probably the ultimate goal you want is for them to eventually kind of do it themselves you know because I guess I assume you don't want to be coaching them forever
2: You know,
1: the the goal is, is, yeah, I want them to be good on their own. And yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. The goal is for them to not need me anymore. I mean, of course, we'll be friends forever and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, have a really great experience together. But I want people to feel confident and, um, you know, self-assured.
0: Yeah. How do you do that when you're going through, you know, maybe a rocky time in your life? You know, it's easy to preach it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. But it's hard to then do it internally yourself, or if you're going through kind of a rough patch like you were, you know, earlier when you were um, you know, being a personal trainer, like how do you stay focused and motivated for your clients?
1: um definitely have to take care of myself it's a uh, absolute priority um any caregivers out there any moms <laughs> anybody who's in a position where you're giving to others um on a repeated basis you have to make sure that you're giving to yourself um and i've learned that the hard way <laughs> So I definitely make sure I'm eating nutritionally. I'm working out. I'm, you know, taking baths or walks or hikes, you know, the things that I enjoy to fill my cup. Um, But then, yeah, I mean, I have my own therapist. I have my own troubles that I am working through and I I'm in a place where I don't, um, you know, push that on anybody or come show up in a session where my energy's off with that. Maybe sometimes I can be a little bit quieter than usual, but most of my clients, thankfully we're all good friends. And sometimes they'll end up asking me how I am. And, um, you know, I get my own like support in, in, in a session with them.
0: It's almost like you're practicing, you know, basically you're practicing what you're preaching, you know, which I think is very important if you're a coach, of any kind life coach football coach manager whatever if you're telling somebody to do something hopefully you're kind of doing the same thing or you have done the same thing in the past you know like that's always one thing i've always respected about my uh people who have been above me you know is if they've they've never asked me to do something that they haven't done themselves or that they're willing to do i think that i think that's huge
1: Yeah. And I mean, I've also find a lot of, like, I'm re-inspired when I go through my own troubles, my own challenges, my own setbacks Mm -hmm. of, um, you know, just how it feels and how I work through it. And then it ends up being like a tool that I can use with other people's Mm -hmm. because I just went through it or I just had a a reminder of it.
0: You know, I was just thinking, you know, how do you keep going forward when it seems like Things just keep coming up and knocking you down, like, or you just get through something and then something else comes and knocks you, you know, knocks you sideways. I mean, it just is draining, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think what comes to mind for that is just having a mindset of everything's happening for me rather than to me. So, I just I feel like life has just shown me that even when something like I wanted something so bad and I didn't get it, it ended up being more of like a redirection, or, you know, building me and like molding me and preparing me for something better. So I've just sort of I've released a lot of my anger or frustration. I can't say all of it, but like, you know, in those moments and I'm just like, there's a reason for this and I just don't know why. And I'll figure it out soon.
0: <laughs> so I don't mean I don't mean to laugh, but I I like I've been in that situation and like I think about it and it sucks, but you you know, you kind of know like you're right. Like what you're saying is right. Like I'm going through this. Sucks going to get through it I just don't want to get through it this way but now I have to and so you know but anyway
1: yeah I don't know I think it's a lot of I I also trust in I I believe in the universe that's kind of like my um my higher power but whoever you believe in or whatever you believe in I think that they have it figured out for us and it's kind of Mm -hmm. trusting their plan and it's not going to look the way that we want it to (laughs) and sometimes it's really uncomfortable I know, right? I mean, it'd be great, but um, no, I think so much happens um, also when we are really uncomfortable. So sometimes we have to have things really pummel us to the ground before we're ready to make a move. And we decide that this is not working for me, this job, this relationship, this um, health journey, I I need to make a change. And then that's when people are finally ready to to make a move.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious, you know, how much journaling and reading helps with that, you know, because um, going sometimes you don't know you're kind of being pummeled until it's you're like way beat down or way off the rails, like you don't realize how bad it's gotten. Mm-hmm. But I feel like journaling and reading helps possibly with that. What you, I don't know, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, yeah, we definitely have to slow down and just create space for our, for ourselves to hear ourselves, like, um, kind of going back to like that hustle mode that I talked about, like, we're kind of all like, just, um, Like numbing out in a way, like pushing through each day. And we don't really give ourselves time to figure out if this is even where I want to be going. And maybe we're receiving hints and messages from your, your God or your source and we're not listening. But when you take time to listen, um, like with journaling, uh, yeah, you can hear and then you get the answers. But so often we're we're not okay to sit and be still, we have to have the TV on and be stimulated in some way and be around people at all times and um yeah that can really cost us that that clarity.
0: Yeah, how you just kind of mentioned that you're not listening to your your god or your higher power or whatever. What if they're not necessarily implementing or listening to you?
1: To me you as know, a coach. You,
0: yeah, to you as a coach, how do you kind of work through that?
1: Um I mean, it's, it kind of goes back to like whether they're really ready or not. Mm. And I mean, I've had I'm kind of thinking on one client and we worked together for like a solid like year and a half, maybe before he really started moving and making changes. And it took a lot of like, just love and kindness and support and, you know, gently pushing him to get to that place. And, um, you know, that that's just sometimes people's process. It doesn't have to be so like, I'm motivated, I'm ready to do this. And, you know, a straight linear line, it it has a lot of ups and downs to it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. How do you deal with those ups and downs as a coach, per, like as a coach, seeing your clients go through those ups and downs and not becoming too invested?
1: Uh, yeah. In, in that?
0: Cause that would be, that would be the biggest one of probably, probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest struggle for me, if I was a life coach.
1: Yeah, I mean I am a bit I do empathize. I do have a big heart. I do um you know feel people, but mm-hmm. I've also that's an, something I've had to learn as a coach and as a as a lover is to create my own shield and have like my um, you know, what's mine is mine and what's theirs is theirs <laughs> kind of mentality. And mm-hmm. I'm definitely there to so- support them and love them and guide them. But I can't um solve all of their problems. You know, I'm just there as you know, here's you know, a path that we can lay down together. And if you want to take it, let's do it. But if you don't, then um, you know, I get there's nothing that I'm gonna make you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does it get frustrating? You know, even for yourself as a coach, do you start to kind of question like? Maybe I need to do something differently if it's taking this, you know, a year and a half or however long
1: mm-hmm.
0: for to start. I definitely
1: progress. used to. Yeah, I used to do that a lot more. And I really questioned um, my method and my like what I could do for people. But it really just is. It's so unique. Every person, just the journey and where they're at. Um, but I do think that I offer something you know, wherever they're at. And maybe later on, they come back to something that I've said, or, um, you know, maybe like they're looking at my Instagram or something, and then they're, you know, re-inspired to to move. But yeah, I, I really can't take it personal. I would I have done that in the past and it definitely does not benefit in my favor. I, you know, that doesn't help with my confidence or, um, uh, making me feel like I want to put myself out there further, but I just have to trust that I have a good process and what, like when they're ready, people really succeed.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I was just that, that would be difficult to be, stay confident, you know, when things aren't quite going the way you hoped.
1: Yeah. I mean, but that's kind of like the back end work that I have to do with myself mm-hmm. too. Cause, um, I think in a position like mine, people do, um, You know, we do this because there is a little bit of external validation from it when we do feel like people need us and people, um, you know, we benefit them in some way. And so kind of reminding myself that, yes, I am in a a position where I do help people, but that is not my source of happiness or that's not my only um, validation. Like I have other ways that I validate myself
0: internally mm-hmm. <laughs> um i forgot to ask you said you your, your instagram and you know your your podcast you know they're all kind of positive do you follow peaceful barb on instagram
1: no but that no? sounds lovely
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah she she's always writing stuff on like a whiteboard and it's like positive quotes or whatever you know she mm-hmm. probably, oh, peaceful barb peaceful barb Hmm.
1: peaceful barb <laughs> Um, so many good ones like the internet is filled with people who want to help you and who are doing great work like i mean gosh yeah like stop following some of the influencers and follow people who like you know relationship coaches and health coaches and hormone coaches like learn like there's so much out there that we could benefit from that people are doing
0: Mm, yes snaps snaps. (laughs) (laughs) um it's That's funny you say that, because I feel like a lot of us follow maybe people who expose other people, you know, and go, gosh, man, at least I'm not that bad. Or, you know, like, look at what they're up to and look at these troubles that they're in. So obviously I'm not that. So to make us feel better about ourselves, you know.
1: Oh yeah, that's uh that's another function of our ego. Yeah. <laughs> the, the inferior or superior sort of um <laughs> stories that we tell ourselves and yeah, it's a way to make ourselves feel better.
0: How do you feed your ego without um, overstepping your boundary? Cuz I feel like you have to a little bit.
1: Yeah, okay, that's a good question. Um hmm. I mean, I, I guess i I try to keep it humble, you know, yeah. <laughs> We don't need our head to be, to be huge. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, but you know i i I feel good about where I am in my life and kind of remind myself of where I have been and what I'm working towards. and that seems to be like a really great place for me to to live in is reminding myself of just the things that I've overcome and the the growth that's occurred and the things that I'm still working towards and still not great at but want to mm-hmm. be good at. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, it's, you never realize the small victories, you know, you kind of gloss over them, you know, the, the, the little ones where, you know, you got to work and you worked the whole day and, or whatever, you haven't missed a day in a couple of weeks. I, I don't know, you know, those things could be small, but if you look at them from a different lens, you're like, okay, yes, I've, I've accomplished something. So you don't feel like you're completely worthless in a way, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, we definitely need to celebrate ourselves more. Um, But even like the big victories, I'll see people, myself included, where we're just like, oh, yeah, I achieved it on to the next, (laughs) you know, yeah, yeah.
0: it's it's hard for myself to give myself grace. You know, do you find that with some of your clients that.
1: Oh, every single one we Yeah, we are not conditioned to be kind to ourselves it seems and that's definitely something that I try to um instill in people is to learn how to do that because that's the that's a big part of how we can um just achieve our goals and see goodness for ourselves and cuz we're going to mess up, we're going to have <laughs> yeah. setbacks, we're going to have you know things that we wished we could have done better but um we have to give ourselves kindness and grace cuz every moment we're in, you know, some sort of different season or difficult you know transition of sorts like there's you know everything's new we don't know what we're doing
0: (laughs) and you know I'm curious what the age range if you could for your clients because you know part of my issue was I was 25 or 27 or whatever I'm like all the people that I went to high school with have graduated with degrees and all this stuff. And I am still going to school or, you know, I had to start over essentially like, so I'm just curious what the age ranges of your clients to just kind of show that there is no, that people of all ages don't know what they're doing or have issues that they're trying to figure out in their life, that there's no finish line that we should expect or like a milestone. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, a lot of my personal training clients are in their seventies. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: one that's fantastic. Like, yes, that's awesome that they're working out when they're that old.
1: Oh yes, I mean, if you want to have a long, like a long healthy life, I mean, mm-hmm. you got to be taking care of your body and working on balance and mobility. Um, but even them, like, there's plenty of things that they're rediscovering about themselves, learning about themselves, and um, pursuing. Um, you know, especially if maybe they're in a season of life where they've lost somebody, they had this person that they're living with for a long time, and now they have to redo everything on their own. Like, that's a whole, you know, different way of life that they're mm-hmm. learning about. And yeah, that's what I have been helping with a few with.
0: How do you relate to them or find common ground with somebody who's, you know, that much older than you?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, I kind of am an old soul, so it's (laughs) it's not too hard,
0: but
1: but, no, I mean, everybody's got a story. We all have things in common. It's just about asking the right questions. And when you spend an hour with somebody, you know, every week or multiple times a week, you know, you find things and, Mm -hmm. um, I, it's really fun. I get to hear really amazing stories and learn new perspectives from people. Like people think like, I'm just coaching and teaching, but I'm also learning here. I'm a student.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious. I would love to hear if you could think of one, um, a story that was really impactful for you that really made you feel good about yourself as a coach.
2: Mm-hmm. Man.
1: I mean, I got a, a really nice message this week from a client. This is the client that actually it took us a year or two to get to this place, and now we've really found momentum. And it it does bring tears to my eyes because when we first met, he was very shy, he was very um, very overweight, and lacked a lot of confidence. And yeah, it, it was. Really, it's really been wonderful to see him blossom and to do these things that once just seemed so overwhelming and so beyond. And now he's doing them so like he just everything about him has changed. And it mm-hmm. makes me feel so good to be a part of that journey and to say that um, you know my coaching was a a big part of that too.
0: Uh, that's got to be that, that's got to be so nice, you know, as a coach to see your client or your athlete just succeed and you're you you kind of help them along the way you know
1: yeah
0: has to be be so nice
1: we all like need support. We all need yeah. help sometimes. And, um, it really is courageous to seek it out. And, yeah. um, he came to me in a place where he, it seemed like he wasn't quite ready, you know, but then, um, eventually he became ready mm-hmm. and that took some, some time to get there and yeah. And often and away he went and we're, we're working towards, um, some new goals that are really exciting and life-changing for him. And I can't imagine like, what this will mean for him and the opportunities it will bring.
0: Yeah. You know, you mentioned that he was, you know, shy and a little bit that I remember a 14 year old girl at, who went to Al-Qaeda, you know, (laughs) who was kind of a little shy, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, how did you, (laughs) how did you kind of become this a little more vocal and um, you know, um, confident with yourself and and what you can provide to others to help them get what they want out of life
1: yeah i mean a lot of the same things that i teach people are the same things that i had to teach myself like it really um a lot of the things are skills like confidence is a skill hmm. and um understanding myself and the, the ways that i was um i don't know kind of shrinking myself or dimming my own light to to please people or to not rock any boats or, you know, whatever it was, I can't really pinpoint mm-hmm. it, but I just had to lean into that discomfort and do it afraid anyway. Like, so many things. I, I, it's a, it's a gradual process. Like I remember just going to a coffee shop here and being afraid to do that by myself at one point. And now I climb mountains by myself and I I do like so many things uh, alone, but, um, it really is something that you build and you grow and you can't really expect yourself to, to get there overnight.
0: Yeah. 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 You're living in New Mexico, climbing <laughs> mountains by yourself, teaching people about life. <laughs> did you ever think that this is where you'd be?
1: No, but I'm so grateful that I mm-hmm. did. Like, you know, this is like the universe doing its thing that where I, I thought I was supposed to be in Chicago and um going to be this, like big time fitness girl. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, that was like kind of one of my, um, first dreams was be like a a fitness influencer of some sort and make it big in Chicago and be a city girl. And life took me to New Mexico. And, um, I'm so grateful for that part, but also just every, time that I thought that I wanted something and I didn't get it, I was redirected to something better. And um every every challenge, every um setback, everything like that has built my confidence and mm-hmm. built my self-trust. And it it's a process, but it's something that's so worthwhile to do.
0: <laughs> uh, you just kind of it was funny, you just kind of said, um, you know, I wanted to be in Chicago. Now I'm in New Mexico. And then you said, um, every time I would thought, you know, I was on a path, something would redirect me to something better. So essentially you're saying that you were going to be in Chicago, but you were redirected to something better, which was New Mexico.
1: I know, right? (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But New Mexico really is a little hidden gem. I'm not going to say that it doesn't come with its Sketchy people and, you know, things, but um, when it comes to hiking and um, the outdoor type stuff that I'm into, it's amazing for me.
0: Yeah, because you're you're in Albuquerque,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a place that no one can spell. But you're there,
1: <laughs> dude. Right? I I put a, ABQ for everything. <laughs>
0: really? I would too. Yes, perfect. I'm sure. Do they do that too? Like,
1: know how to spell Albuquerque? Or what? Yeah,
0: the people in Albuquerque actually know how to spell them. I think
1: really, I think the the yeah the people who are born and raised definitely should. Know. <laughs> Anybody else know? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm curious what you'd be doing in Chicago right now because there, you probably can't be outside. You're you going hiking.
1: No, I'd be miserable. Really? So, you'd be miserable. <laughs> yeah, the, city li- the city life is not for me as well as the weather, the sunshine, um, the warmth <laughs> definitely uh, feels great in the winter.
0: <laughs> how how um, hot does it get?
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, I will say the summers are not my favorite here. Mm-hmm. It it gets over it's it's in the hundreds and mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to do anything from like eleven a.m. until I don't know four or five p.m. Sometimes unless you're yeah. by a pool. Do you have a pool? My apartment does. Oh, <laughs> <All right. laughs> what about a hot tub? Uh, I think yeah, I think there's a hot tub.
0: Really, in a hot tub? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I need one, but yeah sorry anyway uh i digress um when when you're when you're coaching you know do you do do you do normally in person or do you do it zoom or do you do both like a hybrid or
1: Yeah. So I do work at a gym where I do in-person personal training. Um, and that mainly is the working out the exercise part of it that does involve mindset coaching (laughs) without them fully realizing. Um, but then, yeah, I know I do a lot of virtual stuff as well. I do, um, I take calls with people and I'm talking to them over the phone and working through their mindset blocks and working on their goals. And then, um, I do a virtual class. So I have my happiness Community, which is a once a month meetup where I'm on a zoom like this and talking with people and um, just kind of, you know, in uh, cultivating the community and uh, working with people who are in this space of growth and, you know, health and on this journey.
0: All right. So the happiness community, because I, I have seen that, you know, mm-hmm. that the happiness community is that's more of like a, that'd be more of like a national thing like you can do that with anybody anywhere
2: yeah right? yeah
0: and so they can just join that and can they start like anytime or do you have like certain sessions like okay i'm taking clients for this eight-week session or whatever
1: so the community you can yeah you can join at anytime, any moment mm-hmm. the the classes are only like once a month so um that kind of Hopefully it works with your schedule. If it doesn't, maybe you can catch the next one. Um, but then down the line, I will be hosting my happiness um coaching group class, which is like a more intense. We're working on a we have a specific timeline of things that we're working through and we meet weekly, and that's like Ooh. a like a three-month commitment that does have a specific start and end date.
0: Hmm. All right. So the happy, so the happiness. <laughs> Um, which isn't like the I capitalized or something because it's kind of promoting I, you know, you yourself. So happy I ness, um, is that that just goes on for ever? That's anybody, anytime can jump in, jump out, whatever, right? That's just yeah seems- for the
1: happiness community. Yes, yeah. and the happiness coaching that one um, we'll be starting that in a few months, and that one will be like a twelve week experience where yeah we do start and end at a specific time and day.
0: And is that is that via Zoom? Yeah. As well. mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So anybody can join at
1: any, any place. Um, I try to find the time that works best for us, but then there are also recordings of the sessions. If you miss those that you listen to at your own convenience.
0: That sounds kind of intense, but I guess giving people a heads up, it kind of do, can they reach out beforehand to sort of see if this is like um, something that they want to do? How do I call it? What, what do they call? Like a consultation?
1: Like, yeah, no, something. yeah. I do discovery calls and see what's going to be working. Um, like if you had the, the desire to work with me, I do have different options, but I do take a call with you kind of figure out what that option would look like, what works best for you, like with your budget, your time, um, and just your desires of what you're looking for. And so then I can help kind of place you in, in wh- what I think would be best for you, but yeah. for the happiness coaching. Yeah. There's a whole like I'll be talking about it on my Instagram for like a good solid month before it even starts to kind of like, you know, f- find the people that are meant for this class and, and try to be able to speak to them so that they have the opportunity to join.
0: Mm-hmm. I think this is a big deal, personally. I, <laughs> well, I just it, it's something that I don't think people take enough time for, you know, um, especially um people who are with and families you know there's always something going on with the kids or whatever and they're just go 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 that they just sort of lose sight of themselves in a way you know do, do you see that a lot um with families or do you have a lot of family clients that are trying to find their way
1: oh absolutely and you know some I've just had to kind of come to the understanding that like that hour with me, is probably the best that we can do for right now. And that's them taking time for themselves. And um, while I wish it could be more, sometimes that's all we got. And it's still, you know, a really great place to start because they are, you know, talking with somebody, they're being asked questions, and then um, they bring a little bit more awareness into their life. And that's where we can start to see some shifts happening. It may not happen as quickly as they like, but it is a, a space where they are taking time for themselves to ask themselves the questions and hopefully get the clarity that they need
0: how how did you get started in th- in, in this and knowing that i think i kind of asked you something similar but i'm just like who asked you these questions you know when <laughs> yeah. you were like going through your time of you know of struggle or of uncertainty
1: well i mean I definitely, so when, when this all happened for me, like the inner work was presented to me, um, I had a friend who guided me and kind of. Pointed me in the right direction. And I got a coach myself. And that was a really good place for me to start the process and become a little bit more comfortable with asking myself these questions and answering them honestly. Um, but then from there, it really became a lot more of like me asking myself these questions and um taking the time to, to figure out what these answers are. And you know, you may not always come to the answer right away, but some like later on it comes. And if I haven't been able to to figure it out I'm on my own that's where I seek professional help
0: so you had a, so you've had a life coach
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah really? okay and what what are so what are the first couple questions that you ask somebody that you ask every client like this is kind of like standard procedure if you're you know to know whether or not they're ready because mm-hmm. uh, do you, do you might this might sound bad do you turn clients away if you feel like you know I'd don't know if you're ready or if they go, I don't know if I'm ready. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, um, it can, you kind of, it naturally happens if they're not ready, they might ghost me or they, <laughs> you know, they, mm-hmm. they start missing appointments or something like that. But, um, I definitely ask them like, what, what's coming, like, why are you coming to me? Like, what struggles are you presently experiencing that made you want to reach out to me? Um, and then they, you know, they have something that they're going to say. And from there, I'm going to determine whether that is in my scope of practice. Cause you know, some of the stuff that we deal with is a lot deeper and it is more maybe in the therapy realm um and i mean therapists and life coaches we can you know we can work great together like it can be something that you could probably have accelerated um growth with by working with both but a lot of times people's budgets or time just doesn't allow for both so um, mm-hmm. it may just be figuring out what's the priority right now
0: okay so that that's sort of the first question so if someone listening is like you know what, this sounds like something I might be interested in. What's like, yeah, the first couple questions that you'd ask them to see if they're ready for it or not.
1: Yeah. Well, I would ask them like kind of what they've been doing so far and seeing how that work has worked out for them. Um, and then just kind of getting, I'd ask a lot of questions of like what they want, what, what they're seeking, what the the life that they're trying to cultivate looks like. And um just going to get more into the emotional place. And oftentimes that is where they're going to be like, yes, this is what I need and I'm ready to do it. But sometimes we'll, we'll say we're ready. And then, um, you know, maybe money is an issue or just the timing of it, or, you know, like our egos, they're sneaky little devils. They're going to come in and say things that are going to want us to not move in this direction because it doesn't want to be found out. It doesn't want us to change. It doesn't want us to deviate from the familiar, even if it's painful. So um, that can be a place where people will get some pushback with themselves. And I just kind of have to ride that out of like, if they're ready, you know, or if mm-hmm. they're not. And if they follow me on Instagram, you know, sometimes it will be just a couple months later and they're like, yeah, actually I'm ready. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: what, um hold on what um the ego, so what also can get in the way is our ego of asking for help, oh yeah, and how so, yeah, you know, how do you get people over that hump of being okay with asking for help?
1: um, I think it's just kind of bringing awareness to it, just kind of normalizing that it's okay not to have the answers and um we will have like that negative inner dialogue of like oh we're lazy we're we're dumb we're we should know this we should be doing this and um but just kind of helping people see that it's it doesn't have to be so harsh (laughs) you know we we're all just trying to figure it out and it's more than okay to need help doing that
0: yeah and and you're not weak for for doing that you know, I think a lot of people think there's weakness in it.
1: No, definitely not. I mean, if you, I hate to put it this way, but like if you knew what you were do, like knew how to do it, you'd be doing it. And <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like yeah. Some sometimes the truth is is tough, you know. Mm-hmm. And that might be one of the tough truths. Like, yeah, if you. Knew what you were doing or knew how to do it, you would be doing it, and I wouldn't. You know, you wouldn't have a job
2: because <laughs> yeah. you would all
0: know what we're doing. But obviously, you know, we we don't. And you know, I think there's just this perception out there of life coach, and oh gosh, you what do we need to talk about life for? What does she coaches in life for? And it's like, well, <laughs> maybe they're running from something or not quite fully aware of what they're going through that they just kind of dismiss it.
1: Oh yeah. There's so many of us. I mean, myself included, like I do have similar, you know, areas of my life where I'm probably ignoring things that I need to. And that's where also like um, protection and um, uh, oftentimes like our coping mechanisms or our, our bad habits, they have um, like a really positive intention. know like say like the eating or watching tv um too much you know too much tv is it's a way to protect ourselves and it's a way to keep ourselves safe and it may be working for you right now and until you're like uncomfortable enough until a place where you it's not working for you anymore will you want to move and I think it's kind of coming to the realization or acceptance of hey smoking works for me right now where, you know, binge drinking on the weekends works for you right now to cope with my stuff. And mm-hmm. until you're ready to learn new coping mechanisms or new ways to deal with things, um, then can we really see some change?
0: Yeah. And, you know, you say that and it it also reminds me or makes me think of um you like rock bottom in order, like, yeah, it's working for me now, and I don't see anything wrong with it until something almost catastrophic happens Mm -hmm. you know where you're like oh well you were diagnosed with cancer and you're like oh well i better change you know now now is the time to change and it's like you know so you like you try to protect yourself too long Mm -hmm. that there's irreparable damage yeah
1: but that's and that's uh, and and again this is kind of another loving um compassionate piece that i like to throw in is that we, we weren't taught a lot of this stuff um yeah. you, know, you only know what you know and if you watched your parents handle conflict or you know work stress or whatever in a certain way that's most likely how you're going to learn it too and it does require um kind of some re- reparenting and relearning of things in order to find healthier strategies for yourself and so you can't be too hard on yourself because you didn't learn it. So it requires time to learn that and mm-hmm. implement it in your life. There's this
0: mindset out there that you just need to work hard and just like push through it. Or, you know, like, I'll just give an example. Like my parents, my dad, okay. Um, And my mom too, to an extent, really. Um Issues that they have, um, they don't, they weren't ones to really talk about them. You know, it was like, you just, had to go, you had, you had to go to work, you had to do this. So like, whatever you're feeling today, it it doesn't matter. Like you have to push through it and almost stuff it down or try to leave it at the door kind of a thing, you know? And so I feel like there's still a lot of that going on where the way that you're speaking, being positive and being nurturing is sort of looked at as, like being soft you know you know what I'm saying
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no there's definitely to to, to kind of um power through everything and not feel your emotions especially men it Uh, seems (laughs) um but oh man over time that's that's where the a lot of nastiness comes, um you know, depression, anxiety, even I even want to say like cancer or you know these debilitating diseases and things because you know what we're not releasing we're it's in our body somewhere it's you know it's wreaking havoc on us, and um unfortunately, it has been something that's conditioned for us to not talk about our feelings not. You know, anything other than happy and positive is okay, but that's um, really not that's not helpful. We're we're human beings with an array of emotions for a reason, and we're Mm -hmm. meant to feel them. And the more comfortable that we can get with feeling those uncomfortable emotions um, and work through them, then they're not going to be stored in us. And then they're not going to be harming us in ways um, like, you know, depression, anxiety, like Mm -hmm. mental health is just running like poor mental health is running rampant right now. And it's because like so many of us have just been taught to ignore.
0: Yeah. Do you do much with emotional intelligence?
1: I mean, I think it ends up being something that is taught. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't like specifically talk about it, but I think it ends Mm -hmm. up being um, uh, experienced and learned.
0: Yeah. That is something that once i kind of it took me a while again practice you know with my therapist and whatnot um emotional intelligence is difficult but once you kind of get it figured out like it's it's important and it's it can be life-changing you know
1: yeah oh my gosh especially in partnership or i mean any relationship with humans like your work and whatnot if you can articulate how you're feeling and how they made you feel and whatnot we can move mm-hmm. past stuff and then not hold grudges or lose friendships and um you know break up or you know divorce right. <laughs> not all the time but sometimes. <laughs>
0: yeah and it's it's um we have it We have the capacity to do it, but like kind of what you've been saying this whole time, it's about nurturing it and, you know, providing that seed, if you will, with the water, sunshine, whatever, to grow and prosper, you know, into being something that we can use as a tool.
1: Yeah. And yeah. it's a lifelong process too. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're ever done. I think you're always going to be nurturing it and, um, you know, new things will come up that we have to learn or unlearn. And it's just, it's just part of it.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's intimidating for people, especially me. You know, I'm, I'm one like that, like I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, Cause there's no end. A lot of people like an end, you know, uh, an end point and, with this, unfortunately, there is no, there is no endpoint. It's forever, and that's tough.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, we're in a relationship with ourselves forever. So, <laughs> I mean, the more positive that can look, the better, right? And so, right. so, I try to look. I get discouraged sometimes. Like after therapy, I'll be like, God, <sighs> man, I'm messed up. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if there's going to be a way to fix this, but then, um, you know, you, you first become aware of it and then you start to slowly undo and relearn. And then eventually you're starting to see that light again. And soon it's going to be all around you.
0: Yeah. I think also important what you just said is realizing, like taking in that emotion and feeling it for a time, but then like moving on from it, you know, um, yeah, therapy sucks sometimes. Some sessions are tough. Mm-hmm. And then when you get out of it, okay, let the emotions kind of go through. And then, but you have to move on, you know, and, and sometimes not let them linger too long. Kind of almost give yourself a stopping point, you know,
1: yeah and I don't I don't know if moving on is the right way Uh, maybe like move forward
0: there you go
1: um but yeah no I there's a lot to healing that is grieving it's you're grieving an old version of yourself relationships that you wish that they were a different way um maybe dreams and hopes that you had for yourself and your life and they just aren't gonna work out that way anymore and you know it is allowing that to be there and it's okay to feel sad over Mm -hmm that you know but then you have to find a new hope a new dream and a new way forward that's still exciting and um wonderful because i think that there is like i said the the redirection is is there
0: Mm -hmm. are you big with goals goal setting and working towards goals? yeah
1: yeah I mean, my goals are more behavior focused than outcome focused, but yeah, I think it's important to have things to work towards and, mm-hmm. um, you know, things in the gym are definitely good to work towards. Like I want to be able to deadlift 250 pounds. Like, you know, that's kind of something that I'm working on. All right. I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you at right now? I thought I saw an Instagram post where you were like at, I don't want to say 215, but I thought it was.
1: I the most I've done is 235 but as of recently I think I think it's been like 225 like I've only hit 235 I once I don't know it must have been like had Hulk vibes that day or something but um, <laughs> just, yeah yeah. yeah working towards that
0: how do you celebrate your own victories you know how do you put into what you're preaching into your own practice like that
1: yeah. if, you have,
0: if you have tough with that or struggle with that
1: Um, well, I mean, I do a gratitude practice every day. And so if something were like that to happen, like where I did hit 235 or I hit something more, um, profound, I, I do just acknowledge it. I'm like, yes, that was, I'm so happy. Like (laughs) a good thing about the day. That's a good thing about the direction of my life. And, um, you know, I'm not always the best at it. Like I'm kind of like a lot of people, like always on to the next, like working towards the next thing, but I do try to, um, give myself credit. And especially if I'm kind of in a low place or a down place, like I'll try to pull some of these times where things did go right. And I did achieve something or I'm, you know, I am on the right path. And this was the proof to, to remind myself.
0: What do you mean? Gratitude practice. You say you do that every day. What's that?
1: Yeah, every day I, um, I just think of five things within the last 24 hours that I'm grateful for Hmm.
2: and it can
1: be big or small. Like it could be literally like, I had 15 extra minutes, um, to go grab a coffee today and I had, you know, I had a a hot coffee. (laughs) Or yeah, my workout was really great. I felt really great. Um, I received a really great message from my client that made me feel really happy and bubbly, or I'm excited for my trip that's coming up. Anything, really.
0: Do you you write them down or do you like say it in front of a mirror or how do you practice that?
1: I just uh, say it in my head or I say it out loud, depending on if I'm alone or not. I'm not (laughs) alone. Um, talking to myself. But no, I just take that like 30 seconds to think of five things that I'm I'm grateful for. Hmm. Like one of my things today was like, I'm grateful to be on this podcast. I've never been on a podcast. So this is so cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I think what everything, what you're saying is very important. I think, you know, um, people who listen will you know, hopefully reach out, um, whether or not to you to somebody, and, you know, hopefully find out maybe what they might be missing or wanting to work towards next. You know, that's the whole point of this. You know, um, I have a lot of athletes on, and that's great. And they have great stories. But um, a lot of things that you touch on are something that can be brought to the athlete realm, you know, or just in the life, you know, I sent you my graphic of people who listen and um i would say you know a lot of them aren't athletes they're post athletes or former athletes or just people in the community so like this can help what you're doing helps anybody you know so that's why i thought it was important to bring you on
1: yeah no i appreciate it so much i i was like "Ah." I'm not sure what I can offer, but yeah, I mean, we definitely need people in our lives in our corners and, um, you know, being a wrestler, you know, you have, you've, you've been working towards something and you have those big time goals and those, you know, don't stop when you go into real life and sometimes Mm -hmm. you can feel a little lost too. So um, that's where coaches can help in that way too.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, like I've had a lot of my athletes that I've had on didn't reach their goal. You know, and that is crushing. Yeah. You know, or they don't know how to quite reach their goal, or they hit a road bump, you know, or speed bump in the way. And and so there's a lot of things that you said are things that can apply to the process of what they're going through, whether they want to reach a goal or they didn't reach one, you know, and just being okay with the process and how it worked out because you've said it numerous times, you know. It redirects you to something better, mm-hmm. so you know, um, maybe you weren't a state champion, but now you're coaching state champions type of a thing, you
2: know yeah,
1: yeah your evolution, you're like oh, you're, yeah. yeah your greatest kind of like just the journey um definitely has it's gonna it's gonna have the the things that we don't want to the the losses and the the l's and stuff, so
0: yeah, and the journey is never ending or. Maybe one journey ends, but another begins, you know? And so I feel like, oh, well, my wrestling journey's done. And they feel like that's their only journey. But it's like, well, now you're on to the, the next journey. Or, you know, if you read books like the next chapter or the next book type of a deal, like you can always have a journey after a journey after a journey. It doesn't have to be just one and done.
1: Oh, definitely. And I think you'll find a lot more fulfillment and happiness when you are kind of accepting that maybe one chapter is closed and you're now looking at that next one and um, just being grateful and accepting and maybe even grieving a little bit of it and figuring out what's next.
0: Can you can you move on from something or sorry, can you start something if you haven't moved on from another Like what I'm saying is if you haven't moved on from a tough loss or a tough relationship, can you start something new without closing that door? Or do you really recommend focusing on shutting that door before you open a new one?
1: I think sometimes the door can shut in that process of moving forward, Hmm. Uh, depending on, you know, what it is like more context, maybe, but, um, Yeah, I think it it requires a lot and maybe we aren't ready to see what's next until we're kind of like inching closer to it and we're seeing Mm -hmm. some opportunities for ourselves and then we can kind of let go. Um, But yeah, I don't think it has to look a certain way.
0: Yeah, true, true. And I feel like that's part of the struggle for me personally, but I'm sure for a lot of people, they want it to look or they think it should look a certain way, but at the end of the day, it
1: just an illusion it's all (laughs) i mean at the end of the day we're in the matrix you know it's (laughs) what have we been getting all worked up for
0: right i don't know i don't know get worked up um couple questions for you um so your birthday is december 26th Mm -hmm. day after christmas (laughs) is that lame or is that cool
1: is uh, it has been a bit like a, like a sore spot I feel really like. yeah. I, 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 I mean <laughs> mostly because you know people are with family or they they have plans already so it has been more of a lonelier birthday <laughs> in oh, my life. No. but um growing up and kind of becoming more accepting of it I found ways to still make it special for me too really yeah
0: that'd be tough I feel I was always I always wonder how tough it is or how special it is to be birthday same right around Christmas. But you get like double presents or what?
1: No. <laughs> you get gypped, but that's no. not the point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 yeah. But when you're a kid, kind of maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the worst experience I had with my birthday was just when I was a kid inviting all my friends and uh, only having one come. and she was like the worst friend like we were gonna go to pizza hut and she didn't like pizza so we stayed home and ate chicken nuggets she was bossy and playing games with her was terrible like so i learned to never really celebrate my birthday on my birthday (laughs) terrible Uh (laughs) Yeah, that's okay i celebrate earlier after
0: yeah oh really you celebrate before
1: yeah oftentimes it's just Mm. easier holidays are tough you know people Mm. are traveling um yeah, if I want to get everybody together.
0: Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I was going to ask, um, we've we've kind of already talked about this a little bit, but uh, <laughs> your top three, because it's hard to re- do the top one, maybe five, top three or five creed moments.
1: Creed moments. I uh, love creed. Yeah. Um, without a doubt, the first one is the, <laughs> the scream strike run.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, okay. Sounds yeah, pretty, pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm. Um I really like when he <laughs> said if I can't scuba, <laughs> what's this all about? <laughs> what am I working towards? <laughs> that one always I,
0: I, first uh, is that a reference to something? I don't I don't like or is it no just idea. Creed being random? Because I yeah, when he said so that random. I was like What are you talking about, Creed?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and then maybe it's the <laughs> when i get pam's chair i will have two chairs only one to go
0: (laughs) he needs three chairs for something
1: yeah like what are you doing with these chairs creed
0: (laughs) what sucks is we never find out what he was doing with the chairs because pam never gets she gets the chair but never or does she get the chair
1: i don't know actually because it was all about michael and that girl and then he finds out she's dead
0: (laughs) yeah and they go i don't Yeah, everything
1: that gets resolved
0: yeah, because I thought the next one they did—they used the surplus to buy the printer instead of the chairs.
1: Yeah, because they did get a new printer.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Gosh! All right, uh, another. Do you have any? A couple more.
1: Any I like. More when, moments?
0: Yeah, I like when he's like. I think we talked about this one. Uh, Who's your worm guy?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <the next
0: one? laughs> yeah, when he's asking about who your worm guy is.
1: You're paying too much for words. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You're worm guy. Not... I like too when he shows up on Halloween with blood on his shirt. Oh like, yeah, well, that was convenient, or that was perfect timing, or something.
0: Yeah, and real, I'm like, what? What? And then you, they always just leave us on a cliffhanger. Like, what, mm-hmm. did did he kill somebody, or what? What's all the blood for? And then he just leaves, and he's gone.
1: I love
0: it. I like when he's um, he's hitchhiking and they pull up with the bus, the work bus, and he's like, oh, "Thanks, skipping work today." And then yeah. everyone's on the bus. He's like,
1: yeah. <laughs> "He is perfect. He's like the funniest uh, person." I think.
0: Yes, without a doubt. Um, is he your favorite character?
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, hands down.
0: All right, I want to ask you your least favorite character in the office. Mine. <sighs> yes. So the one that sticks out to me is Robert California. I just
1: oh yeah, he sucks. He's like yeah. I mean, I was thinking of like the main people.
0: Okay, the main people. Yeah, main people. It's tough to uh, unpopular opinion. I've never been a big fan of Ryan.
1: Yeah, I, Ryan's pretty lame.
0: I have never just. I don't know.
1: Um, Meredith has never really gotten me. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never <laughs> been like that fun. Like I've never thought she was that funny. Really? Oh. Um, but I, w- I will say I think my second favorite character is Daryl. I think he's really funny. Daryl, yeah, he's just so sarcastic oh. and so straight faced. Like everything he says is just like, oh, damn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like the yeah. way he picks on Michael.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, Telling him that catchphrase. <laughs> uh, I can't think of it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah. Stanley. I think I like Stan. I think he's, he's, if you get him out of his shell, he's funny. Like he's takes, he's just so serious, I guess. But if you like really work on him, he'll kind of break a little bit and it's kind of fun, I think, but it's hard. He's hard. And maybe that's why I like him is because like, I'm going to make you like me, you know, because he's so hard to, I think, uh, please, but hmm yeah i don't know anyway
1: thank you so much for this yeah of course i yeah
0: i appreciate you doing this and Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Jessica Knapp, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. I also have a new website you can visit at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care, and we will see you next time.